It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Today's show brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. I'm Zach Blackerby, and we've got uh, we've got a lot of stuff to get to today. Who says it's the offseason? Not us. Not us at all. Auburn basketball showdown scored over 100 points and beat South Carolina. We've got some coaching news with uh, Tracy Rocker leaving and uh, Burt Watts coming in. We'll talk about those guys in a second. Hey, we got some Auburn boys in the Super Bowl. I'm recording this as the second game is being played, as the AFC Championship game is being played. But we know we've got Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean going to the ship. And, man, they've uh, they've been a key part of that impressive Bucks defense down the stretch. And we're going to chat with Jordan Peters, former Auburn defensive back. If you listen to me for a long time, he's a guy that I've been really high on. I thought, you know, watching him uh, as a freshman and, you know, he really made some plays against Calvin Ridley in the Iron Bowl. And, in fact, he talks about that play and other things as far as, um, you know, recapping his Auburn career. But that'll be at the end of today's show. Let's start things off with Auburn basketball. As they defeat South Carolina, they scored 109 points. South Carolina scored 86 and it's weird because we're saying it was an off night for Cooper. And scoring-wise, it was 16 points, 4 of 10 shooting, which isn't great. 2 of 3 from behind the arc, which is definitely an improvement. But for, I don't know, I guess the last 10 minutes or so of the game, we were on triple-double watch. And we kind of had a good feeling at it at halftime. But it's just that the, the rebounds are going to be tough for him to get. But he almost got there. 16 points, 12 assists, 6 rebounds. He's close. I feel like he's going to get one this year, but the ball's just going to have to bounce the right way as far as rebounds go um, 10 times. We'll, uh, we'll have to see. But JT Thor continues to look good down the stretch this season. 14 points on 23 minutes. Jalen Williams, I mean, he stole the show. He had 18 points, 8 of 12 shooting, 2 of 3 from behind the arc, and uh, including the one that was Auburn's first, uh, first points of the day, and he really set the tone early. Look, if, if Jalen Williams scores 18 points or, you know, in the high teens every game, Auburn's not going to lose a whole lot of basketball moving forward. That should be something that fans should really be watching for. And it's like, is he going to be able to keep doing that? Because, and we talked about it with Ferguson on Ferg Friday on the last show. When he's on the court, Auburn's a better basketball team. Regardless if he scores six points, eight points, it doesn't matter. Regardless of his, uh, of his scoring output, Auburn's better when he's on the court, but man, when he's uh, when he's scoring 18 points, uh, Auburn um, Auburn's probably going to win that game. Alan Flanagan, career high, 24 points. He played 32 minutes, seven of 12 shooting, four of six from three. That Saturday was Alan Flanagan's best game in an Auburn Tigers jersey, as far as I'm concerned, and it's going to be really, really impressive if he's able to top it um, over these next few games because it gets tough. It gets tough for the Tigers. Um, Jamal Johnson started, played 26 minutes, scored five points. Curious to see what happens to him and his minutes when Powell comes back. Off the bench, Dylan Cardwell, 11 minutes, eight points. And Devin Cambridge, 18 minutes, scored 10 points. You take that every single 
matchup uh, that you can. So Auburn in a good situation. Um, oh, I've got here first uh, hundred plus performance in SEC play since Alabama in nineteen ninety nine. If you watch the broadcast, they made that abundantly clear. But uh, Auburn's got a tough slate coming up to wrap up January to wrap up this first month of twenty twenty one. 19th ranked Missouri coming to town tomorrow. Late tip, 8 o'clock tip on ESPN2. We'll recap that game on Wednesday's show. I've got a really good feeling about it. In fact, if I've got a pick, I like Auburn. I'm really interested to see what the line is. ESPN's matchup predictor thing has um, Auburn at a 44.3% chance to win, which is higher than I would have guessed. I think there's some positive uh, feelings about Auburn Moving forward, but then on Saturday, as part of the SEC Big 12 Challenge, the Auburn Tigers take on second-ranked Baylor, and uh, our friend Davion Mitchell is uh, their point guard. And I was talking with Jaws about this, and we'll probably bring him on sometime this week, um, but he and I do after the game on ESPN 106.7, our basketball post-game show every Saturday, and we'll recap Baylor, too, whenever that game is. It's TBA currently, but... He kind of asked the question, he's like, is Davion Mitchell in a better situation for leaving Auburn? And my instant reaction was yes. And then he's like, well, what does he have at Baylor? Like, they're good right now, but they haven't won anything yet. Like, if he would have stayed, he'd have a Final Four appearance. I'm like, that's a good point. And you got to think he'd have some substantial playing time at this point. So that's an interesting discussion that we'll probably have throughout the week this week. But all in all, Auburn basketball, you know, Bruce Pearl said Sunday afternoon, saw this quote going around, and um, rightfully so, he said they've got the talent to win out. And they do. They do. It's just so inconsistent at times. But you're starting to see where you see dips in production from somebody, somebody else is stepping up to fill it in. And, you know, like Jamal Johnson did not look good on Saturday. But then he had Jalen Williams or, you know, JT Thor and Alan Flanagan have become more and more consistent players. But you're seeing guys, when when they dip in scoring production, other guys are stepping in to take their place. And if you're an Auburn basketball fan, that should get you really, really, really excited. <laughs> and also, Cooper uh, quietly almost had a triple-double. Scored 16 points, not efficient scoring, but... I don't know. I've got a feeling, guys. I've got a feeling with these two ranked matchups that Auburn's going to see this weekend, you may see a different Sharif Cooper. Just a feeling. Just a feeling. Maybe that's a glass half full type thing, but just a feeling. I think we're going to see a different Sharif Cooper moving forward. And maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong before, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see. You're listening to Locked On Auburn. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. As guys, so much of our identity and how we view ourselves is wrapped up with uh, that stuff on the top of our head. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about our hair. From how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's styled perfectly before going out. And that's why when we get into our 20s and 30s, we start noticing the first signs of hair loss. It definitely feels like panic time because let's face it, no guy wants to go through that. And uh, thankfully now, there's keeps. The simple and easy way to keep your hair. Two out of three guys are going to experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. And the best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. You used to have to go to the doctor's office for hair loss prescriptions. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online 
and get hair loss medication delivered straight to your home. And they make it easy and deliver the medication every three months so you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines and awkward doctor visits. So, uh, I mean, I think the big thing here is you need to take advantage of this. So go to keeps.com, keeps.com slash locked on college to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's for free. Keeps.com slash locked on college. K-E-E-P-S dot com. Keeps.com slash locked on college. Also, today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Hopefully, you guys made a lot of money betting on the Auburn Tigers. At tip, uh, the betonline.ag line was South Carolina by two and a half. And I'm like, that's so interesting because South Carolina didn't seem that good to me. And they weren't. They definitely weren't on Saturday anyway. So uh, be sure to uh, check out betonline.ag over the next two weeks because I love Super Bowl prop bets. And there's only one place to reliably bet on the Super Bowl prop bets over the next few weeks. And there's going to be a ton that come out. We'll play games on that over the course of the next uh, the next few weeks. And I'm sure some of them will involve some defensive backs like Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and go to betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And moving on here, all right, so uh, some news that broke yesterday, Sunday, uh, when most of you were listening to this on Monday, the Eagles have hired Tracy Rocker away from the Tigers. And a lot of people, well, I, I shouldn't say a lot. The, the fan base seemed pretty split on this as far as the excitement around uh, Tracy Rocker. Some folks love Tracy Rocker because of his stints here and, you know, was obviously a great player for the Tigers. And then some folks are like, yeah, okay, but he can't really recruit, which got debunked a little bit depending on where you look, but I kind of get where you're coming from there. Um, but yeah, he was hired away from South Carolina to Auburn on the 13th of January, and now the Eagles have hired him away. And so now it's going to be interesting to see what Harson does to replace a guy like Tracy Rocker. Is he going to go for the same kind of mold? Because I think there's two different molds that you were filling when you brought a guy like Tracy Rocker in. One is the former Auburn player mold. And so it's like you got Zach Etheridge and you got Cadillac Williams and, you know, Cody Burns is gone. Obviously, um, obviously Travis Williams is gone. And those are guys that the fan base really adored more T-Will than Cody, which I could go all day about Cody Burns. I thought he was a really good receivers coach and UCF's got a stud in him, I think. I firmly believe that. But the other mold here is NFL experience. Is that important to Harson? Like, I, I'm curious to see, and I think it'll be revealed whoever he replaces him with, but I wonder what kind of mold Harson is going to look for now with a defensive line coach. Are they going to go more with the coach him up style that NFL roots? Or, you know, was Rocker on the team or on the coaching staff, rather, more importantly for him being a former player? So I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like, who that next guy is. A lot of Auburn fans saying, hey, call Travis Williams. I don't think that's going to happen, guys. I don't think it's going to happen. Would I love it? Sure. I, just, I don't think it's going to happen. Saw a few people say, we'll give Rodney Garner a call. Like, no, Rodney Garner has joined Kevin Steele uh, at Tennessee. That's done. That's done. I think that bridge has been burned. I hate it because while they were both 
coaches at Auburn, the fan base love Kevin Steele, love Rodney Garner as defensive line coach. And it's just that that's gone. That era is gone. And uh, parts about that are sad. Parts of that are exciting. It depends on which way you want to look at it. So that is a situation to monitor moving forward. Also uh, on Friday, they announced uh, the signing, or uh, Bert, Bert Watts is his name, Auburn's next outside linebackers and special teams coach, Bert Watts. Interesting name. It's both simple and cool at the same time. I don't know. Uh, he was Memphis's linebackers coach. Before that, uh, he was Fresno State's defensive coordinator. And he had some pretty impressive stats during his stint there. And then ultimately he didn't. And that's why he got moved to Memphis's linebackers coach. But in 2018, he ranked third in scoring defense. I think it was 14.1 points per game. I don't have that written down, but I, I think it was 14.1 points per game in 2018. And you look at that and you're like, okay, that's pretty solid. And Harson talked about it in his pressure on Friday. He talked very highly of, about coaching against him. And, you know, I think everybody in our respective industries, I have it in the radio industry where there's different folks throughout town where it's like, man, I really would want to work with him or her because um, I've got a few of both. And uh, it's just, I'd really like to work with them, but I just don't see a scenario where that's going to happen. And this is a situation for Harson where he saw a guy at Fresno State that he had a lot of respect for, and now he gets to work with him. And I think that's cool. I think it's fine. I think this is... Um, I don't know, anytime you get a coordinator experience at a positions coach, I think that's great. I kind of get the feeling special teams is going to be his main thing, and then outside linebackers is going to kind of be the secondary part of the job. That's just a gut feeling, because as far as responsibilities go, there's more involving the special team side of things than outside linebackers. And you got you got Jeff Schmetting coaching linebackers as well. So that is uh, that's just kind of my gut feeling, but I think Burt Watts is fine. Obviously, the majority of us had not heard of Burt Watts before Friday, and that's kind of who this coaching staff is. And we're going to talk a lot about this coaching staff throughout the offseason, and you may hear me say this a million times. So just get ready. And I'm going to say it in response to things because I'm going to see it over and over and over again. And you are too, and you can call them out for it. I don't care. But there's going to be so many people that say either this coaching staff is fantastic and this coaching staff is great, and on the other side of it, you're going to see that this coaching staff doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And both of those things are ridiculous to say at this current time. So we, we just don't know. We have no idea. This is so different than what we're used to in the last almost decade of Auburn football. It's just going to be hard to tell. There's no way to know until, I think, two seasons from now. I think even if they go out, I, way too early prediction, Seven and five is kind of the area that I'm thinking next year. And I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's eight and four, nine and three, whatever. But there's going to be a lot of backlash and there's going to be a lot of people to say, wait, we fired Gus for this? Just hold on. It's going to take time. It's going to take time to see either way, if it was a good hire, if these were all good hires or not. It's just going to take time. So don't say it's the greatest thing in the world. Don't say it stinks because there's just no way to know. They all look fine to me. All the hires look absolutely fine to me. Some of them I get more excited about than others, more because of personality and, and resume, but every school is different. Every situation is different. I mean, you could do the same job that you have at another company 
and you're going to perform at a different level. It's just it's just the way it is. Uh, it could be better. It could be worse, depending on what's around you and what you have access to and all of that. So I just I, I encourage you guys to not overreact one way or the other because I'm pro- <laughs> I say I'm not going to, but I'm probably going to talk myself into all these coaching hires more and more over the course of the offseason. But that's part of it. That's why sports are fun. That's why sports are fun. All right, in just a moment, Jordan Peters, former Auburn Safety, joins us right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. I've got multiple boxes at my house. My wife and I absolutely love the delicious taste of Built Bar. All the bars are covered 100% in chocolate. And the way they uh, the way they create these things, I almost said bake, but I don't know if they bake them or not. I don't know how they make them. It's delicious. Magic. I don't know. But the 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 coating of chocolate around it, and you've got the protein filling and all that on the inside, it kind of tastes like a Milky Way. Some people have said Three Musketeers. Um, tastes like nougat, uh, but it's delicious. And so you've got like the crunch of the chocolate on the outside, then whatever it's flavoring on the inside, and it just it just works, and it's delicious. Um, so highly encourage you guys to check it out. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off. BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. We are now joined by former Auburn defensive back Jordan Peters. Jordan, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I am doing well. So you're over in Texas at the College Gridiron Showcase. How has that been for you so far? Uh, it's been fun. I've uh, been seeing a lot of guys from around the country. Uh, just being able to be around a lot of great players pretty pretty amazing right now. We're learning some, some good information, some ins and outs of the game. Sure. As you learn more things from these scouts, or you know, and from these coaches and all of that, I mean, how much of you know your what you learned at Auburn and experience at Auburn and you know playing in the SEC? How much of that is translatable in some of these things? Uh, it's, it's really all translatable. Yeah. To to a certain extent, you know, it's a lot about just being a, being a good person. They, they look for a lot of character, and not only a player because. Everybody knows we're all good players. It's, it's about the little things that's going to set us apart now. Jordan, how would you rate your time at Auburn? I know uh, I know a lot of fans uh, really thought highly of you and your ability and, and what all you did for the team. How would you rate your time with the Tigers? 11 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I loved it. Uh, we, had, we had some of the best, best fans in, in all the college football, so just being able to play for the Played for Auburn for four years is really a dream come true. Just growing up an Auburn fan as a child. So, um, yeah, I, I had an amazing time. I, I literally lived out my child, childhood dream. Sure, and as far as, you know, how you were used in that defense, they kind of put you in the middle of the field a lot. Is that kind of what you're hearing from NFL folks as far as what your role could be at the next level? Uh, yeah, I've I just been saying I'm a DB. I, plug me in anywhere I'll play. That's that's how I was at Auburn. I was middle of the field this past year, but 
I, I was able to line up in any any of the five DB spots and play. So uh, that's what I've been telling the scouts, and they've been going along with it. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that, that versatility, uh, of course, in football, that's bigger now than it's ever been. Do you have a favorite moment at Auburn, whether it's a specific game or a specific play that maybe you made or you got to experience with your teammates or even something outside um, of football? Do you have a favorite moment from uh, your time at Auburn? Uh, all my punt blocks were special, but if sure. I had to pick one, one, uh, <laughs> one play that, that that's always going to stick with me, I, I just call chills thinking about it, was my freshman year, true freshman, uh, Iron Bowl game, biggest game in the nation. Uh, I got thrown out there as a third down stop. I was going against Calvin Ridley, yeah. and that was the year everybody, you know, is Calvin Ridley. I'm a true freshman. All odds was bet against me with third down stop. I threw the ball up. I had a PBU on him. And that was just big for me because that was really my first big play at Auburn against Alabama. So that was a dream come true right there. <laughs> no, I remember that. I remember that play. That was awesome. Yeah, you definitely stepped up there. Which uh, which coach were you closest to during your time at Auburn? I would have to say it was Coach Cron, Coach McGriff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've heard uh, yeah. other folks talk about him and just super high-energy guy, right? Yeah, he – He's not an energy vampire whatsoever. He he's gonna demand the best from you, and and you're gonna want to give it to him. That's, that's why I like playing for him. He's a easy laid back guy. You know he's there for you on and off the field. And so uh, he was he he really helped me develop my game even further. So Jordan, when you look at you know the the draft process so far, I know you're partaking in the College Gridiron Showcase. What else have you been doing since you made the decision to um to go pro? What uh? What all have you been working on so far? Uh, primarily I've been working on on my forty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I already know. I always want to improve that. I always want to run faster. So uh, yeah, I've been down at Boris and Deerfield, just working on my forty times, my stances, the little things that uh, like I said earlier, people really don't focus on just the little technique stuff because that's really what's gonna differ- differentiate me. What's your goal for the forty? I want. I want to try to get. Uh, Five four three. To be honest, yeah, sure. No, that'd be yeah. that'd be huge. That'd be awesome for sure. Jordan, I mean, it was kind of a weird year, right? You know, going into the season, what what was it? You know, being part of the team. You know, we can only speculate so much from the outside looking in. It seems like Auburn handled things better than the vast majority of of teams throughout college football. What was your perspective on it? Uh, yeah, I definitely feel like we did. Just our medical staff and our training staff just. With the whole Corona thing, um, <clears throat> I feel like they handled it just as good as anybody in the country. And um, we went through a lot of things as as a team. And I will say this: this past year, is 2020, you could look at it. However, you look at it from the outside, but coming from the inside, we grew we grew together as brothers, closer than I've than ever. I've, uh, through my four years, this past year was the closest I've been to with the team. So uh, I feel like that was a big difference. Just we were really out there playing for for the guy next to us. Is it was it cool in the sense of like okay, you guys are you know together all the time because you're kind of quarantining yourself from the rest of you know the community yeah. you know because you guys kind of trusted each other. Was there kind of this um, this unspoken or may have been spoken a ton? I don't know. You tell me. As far as you know, accountability where it's like okay, I really want to go do this social thing, but I, I can't because I need to respect my brothers and, you know, I don't want to get this thing and, you know, possibly spread it throughout, you know, the position group or things like that. Was that talked about or did it not need to be said at all? 
Uh, yeah, it was, it was talked about. We actually had a, a players only Zoom, and it was just we just sat there and guys would come up and whoever wanted to say something, we let say something on the Zoom. It was, it was just basically explaining, just telling everybody to lock in for the season. Just we know that it's going to be difficult, but if we want to do what we want to do, it's, that's that's what's necessary. And so uh, everybody was along with it. We're all brothers. We understood that it's going to get tough sometimes. Adversity happens. That's what we're built on, though. So, uh, yeah. In, in those conversations, who were kind of some of the leaders that stepped up and kind of stood up first and said, hey, guys, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get through this together. Who were some of those guys that, you know, stepped up as leaders? Uh, I can think uh Worm, Sean Chavez, he stepped up. Sure. Uh, Big Cat, Smoke. Uh, I can keep on going. Like, yeah. it, was, it was a real open conversation. You feel me? We want to make sure everybody was heard and, uh, Every every emotion and feeling was felt and heard and understood. So, uh, yeah. You you mentioned smoke and you know there's a there's a few other Auburn defensive backs that'll be returning. Um, you know, obviously McCreary, uh, Sherwood announced mm-hmm. that he's he's leaving and Tut's kind of in a weird situation. But as far as the the, the you know the the returning group going into 2021, how do you feel like the defensive backs will be uh, going into this off season? Oh, they'll be just as good, if not better. I know how those guys gonna work. I, I I saw all the the freshmen like uh the like ten Tennyson. I seen how he developed in in one year. Yeah. So uh, I'm really I'm really excited to see how those those boys gonna play. Those are my brothers, and uh, I know how they are gonna work. So we got some spots to fill in, but we got some guys that step up in those spots too. So I'm not sure. worried. Yeah, absolutely. With with player eligibility like not counting last year, you kind of had a couple of options. At the end of the season, as far as you know, you could have gone pro, you could have stayed. Then a lot of guys have transferred, you know, with this opportunity. Was that a tough yeah. decision for you, or did you know pretty much, you know, okay, this is this is what I need to do next? Uh, I, I pretty much knew I had because going into the season without Corona, this would have been my last season anyway. So my head said I had, I had been working for this the whole time, and that extra year, uh, yeah, just with the coaching changes. That really messed it up, and I didn't want to transfer. I wanted to. I wanted to end the Auburn Tiger. I didn't want to go to another school. So after uh, after the coaching changes, and then me not wanting to transfer, that was the decision was set in stone. Then yeah. well, that's awesome. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for your time today, and thank you so much for everything that you've done for Auburn. It means a ton. I know the folks listening uh, really appreciate everything you've done as well, man. And best of luck in the future. Thank you, and thank you, guys. More eagle. Thank you to Jordan Peters for hanging out with us for a few minutes. On today's show, best of luck uh, with everything moving forward. Tomorrow we have a Charlie Tuesday with Charlie 5, message board legend. You guys have been downloading his shows like crazy. (laughs) So I'm going to keep having him come back. That's a lot of fun. We're going to rank the offensive coaching hires from our least favorite to our most favorite. Because I love lists. You guys clearly love lists because you download them like crazy. So we're doing it. We're doing it. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. And I'm trying to grow that Facebook page too. Just search uh, Locked on Auburn on Facebook as well. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.